The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hey everybody, how you doing? Thanks for coming back to the show. And uh, I am back in the U.S. Uh, The last three episodes... I uh, I edited all those and scheduled them like a month ago because I knew I was going to be out of town for a while. I went to the BMXnet conference in Germany. That was amazing. I think that was probably the best BMX I've been to in in quite a while. Uh, Lots and lots of attendees, lots of classes, tons of classes. I think they had 50 plus English classes and then however many uh, German language classes and um, it was really cool to see a lot of different UK piercers and a handful of US piercers too. Uh, you know, got to meet up with all my my Euro friends, so it was nice doing that. Then I spent uh, a few days in Rijeka, Croatia. After that, uh, got a, a tooth crowned and just kind of hung out with some friends for a little while, and that was that was a fun trip. Uh, the interview this week is going to be with uh, UK APP Vice President Kim Hutchinson. Kim was one of the UK piercers over at BMXNet, so we sat down and talked about uh, the growth of their organization, their upcoming conference. That's going to be my next trip. So uh, as I record this, uh, I'm, I'm going to be leaving for the UK APP uh, sometime late next week. As this episode posts, though, uh, this is going to be uh, September 30th that the episode publishes. And that is probably your last day to get a ticket to attend the UK APP conference. So if you're a a UK piercer, if you were planning on going to that and you were kind of dragging your feet or hoping that they would have tickets at the door, keep in mind that you do need to buy a ticket in advance. And uh, if they're not already sold out, you can go to the UK APP website. But you would want to go today and do that because I'm pretty sure ticket sales will be closed uh, as of tomorrow, uh, October 1st. So we talk about, uh, as I said, their upcoming conference and how they have a lot of new instructors and some new vendors. Uh, NeoMetal is going to be going over for the UK APP conference this year, along with a lot of other really fantastic vendors, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but then we also kind of talk about different different aspects that I've been seeing with the UK. Uh, some piercers are, are really apprehensive or nervous to, to join up to the, the UK APP organization. And I think it's a similar problem to a lot of US piercers is they're waiting for everything in their shop to be absolutely perfect and immaculate before they make a, a walkthrough video or something like that. And you know, realize when you're when you're sending in a video for an organization, it's not something that's going to go on a, a public website or a public forum or something like that. It's going to be seen by the, uh, the the membership committee people for those organizations. And if they have constructive criticism, they'll they'll give that to you. But if you meet or exceed the the minimum standards uh, for safety, not for fanciness, just for safety, then you'll be accepted as a member. So uh, if you feel like you do meet or exceed those standards in your area, there shouldn't really be anything holding you back from submitting. Your, your video, whether that's UK APP or the APP in the States or any other organizations. You really want to get in as quick as possible and really just start to reap all the rewards of being a member, uh, start to contribute to those organizations. And don't worry about, uh, you know, 
the whole chasing perfection thing. You know, we, we talk a lot about my original APP walkthrough video and, and other different things, you know, like nothing will ever be perfect in a shop. You know, as soon as you submit that video, the next day you're going to start to see things that you want to improve in your shop anyway. So just kind of get it out of the way. Submit. Uh, these organizations want members. They want to be inclusive. They don't want to keep you out just because you know, maybe you don't have the, the fanciest hand-washing sink or something like that. It's the fact that you have a hand-washing sink when a lot of other piercers don't. That's the, uh, the, the important thing about it. So, you know, get those membership applications in uh, and, and start to uh, contribute and share and, and, and get involved. Uh, the UK APP had a, a really interesting concept for membership standards. Uh, when I see new organizations start up, there can sometimes be a little bit of, I wouldn't say infighting, but uh, conflicting opinions on what the minimum standards there should be. Uh, a really good example is uh, the, the new organization starting up in, in Australia. Uh, there are different people th saying, you know, this should be the minimum, this should be the minimum. It's kind of slowing down the, the growth and the movement of their organization. So what the UK did was really smart. They basically had a five-year plan where they phased in different standards. So uh, at the beginning, they wanted to make it as accessible and, and inclusive as possible. So the standards were a, a little bit different than they ended up at, at the end of uh, the five-year plan. So basically at the end of five years, it, it kind of coincides with APP standards. Uh, as far as jewelry and sterilization and studio layout and things like that. But it was something that they phased in because they realized that there was a, a whole market of piercers who didn't really have a lot of access to different kinds of information, maybe different kinds of supplies or jewelry uh, to actually meet uh, APP standards. But, you know, what they said was, well, we want to create our own standards for our home market and then we want to kind of grow with our membership. And I, I think it's super smart and it's very commendable. And I really think that it's a model that other organizations should should look towards is start with something accessible, build the strength of your organization, and then you can strengthen your organization over time. You know, you can take uh, the, the different opinions from membership. You can have uh, votes, all those different things to incorporate new and different and higher standards into your organizations. But the important thing is to band everyone together, uh, find those common denominators, and, and get people working with each other, talking with each other, and raising standards uh, across the board. So uh, really kudos to UKAPP for figuring out that uh, that formula and basically creating a, a good model for other organizations to look at. They've had huge growth over the last five years. You know, membership is slow to grow, but if you look at the attendees of their conference, and you know, I, I was at the first meeting and it was just in a basement of a bar and it was a tiny little group of people kind of like a piercer uk meetup kind of like a uk piercer meetup with a few different classes and then it grew into this this monster and now this year i'm proud to be teaching there and they're going to have so many different classes and instructors and, and options available for people it's really just amazing to see the the hard work uh, pay off for them so for my own classes, uh, I've got uh, I've got a spot open in that Fort Myers, Florida class. I had it fully booked and uh, I closed registration, but then one of the attendees couldn't end up making it. So I do have a spot available for that. And that's uh, Monday, October 28th in Fort Myers, Florida. And uh, I think this is going to be the last time that I'm offering the uh, the septum class uh, privately in in the seminar. So if you want to get in on that, uh, do that before it's it's gone. Uh, I think next year, 
here I'm going to move on to a new seminar structure idea. I'm going to do um, some maybe more advanced stuff and then I'm also going to be doing my, my freehand seminars. But I don't know if I'm going to be offering the uh, the triple threat seminars, which would include the septum class. So if you, uh, if you did want to attend that, I do have a spot open uh, for the Fort Myers, Florida class in October. Uh, I've also got about half the spots uh, filled up for the Atlanta class. I have two days available, uh, Monday, November 18th and Tuesday, November 19th. Uh, and that's for the understanding and applying freehand piercing techniques all day seminar. So if you want to get in on that, I do still have some spots available. But uh, again, I, I am limiting those classes, so it's not uh, too many people uh, for for fun to happen. So uh, there are some spots available, but it's not going to be open forever. So if you want to get your registration in, I would suggest doing that kind of on the sooner side. You can follow uh, Body Art Education by Ryan Willette on Facebook, or you can go to precisionbodyarts.com slash seminars, or you can even just, you know, Facebook message me or email me at ryanpba.gmail.com, and I'll get you set up for that. It's cool other other projects coming down the line. I uh, can't really give anything away just yet, but i uh, got some different uh, stuff bubbling for the APP and, you know, outside of the APP, new classes that I'm going to start announcing for 2020. Uh, I've got a couple different things on the back burner for that so I should be able to start announcing those things uh, as we kind of move into the the fall while I was in Germany for BMX I got a good amount of, uh, of content done so this week is going to be uh, as I said uh, Kim Hutchinson UK APP vice president but I also have a pretty good episode coming up probably going to be next week's episode it'll publish while the UK APP conference is going on because it's a really significant UK issue and that's the the case of Dr. Evil uh, for the people not not aware, there was a, a body modification practitioner in the UK who was arrested for the charge was grievous bodily harm, which is just kind of like a gray area terminology for you did something we didn't like. Uh, but there was there was no complaint. There was no one saying uh, I was hurt or wounded or I got an infection. There were no issues with uh, hospitals or, or anything like that. It was consensual work that healed well on adults. And a practitioner was arrested and is currently sitting in a jail cell. Uh, and will probably be there for a few years. So really significant issue. I talked to Dr. Matt Lauder, uh, who is uh, the person who came on in an earlier interview. We talked about the, the UK FGM issue. Uh, but Matt Lauder is a uh, kind of a historian related to body art, and we talk really all about the case. Uh, Dr. Lauder gave a, a good speech at the BMXNet conference about the issue, and I really wanted to capture something on the podcast, uh, you know, especially for the, the UK piercers, but, you know, people everywhere else too. Uh, every time I come back from BMX, I get this tidal wave of people that are like, oh, I want to go to BMX, I want to learn mods, I want to learn this and that and whatever and I really got to tell you like this is a dangerous time to be offering stuff that's not explicitly legal in your area you know so if it's something where they issue a license uh, piercing tattooing for me there's there's a, a license for scarification in New Hampshire so I can offer that safely and, and legally but if there isn't a, a, a license out there for it or even worse if there are, are regulations banning certain things 
keep in mind that you can get arrested, you can go to jail, your life can be over, your shop can be shut down, your family can be ruined, all different kinds of things. So really pay attention to these these issues. So uh, next week will be a, a really good interview with Dr. Matt Lauder and uh, also with Nick Pinch. Nick Pinch was one of the people who got work done by Dr. Evil, by Mac. Uh, and healed well, uh, but still, you know, Mac was arrested, and and that was one of the uh, the body mod procedures that was used against him in in court. So I've got uh, I've got those interviews. I've got a handful of other interviews that'll be coming up over the next few weeks, and I would imagine I'll also be grabbing a, a good amount of more content at the UK APP conference itself. So I should have plenty of content, uh, kind of getting close to the end of the year. You know, uh, keep that rolling. Um, I might take a little bit of a hiatus after the new year. You know, maybe uh, two weeks off, four weeks off, something like that. But I've got enough content to uh, carry out the rest of 2019 for sure. I've also got a couple of guest host episodes. Uh, Lynn Lohide recorded uh, an interview. I'm going to listen back to that and get it edited. And while I was at BMXNet, uh, Kale Belford interviewed me for the, the podcast. So that'll be kind of a switch. But uh, for now, let's get into uh, UK APP Vice President Kim Hutchinson. And I'll be back a little bit at the end. Okay, so we're at BMXNet in Germany. Uh, introduce yourself and let me know what your current board position is and if that's going to be changing yeah. from the recent elections. Cool, yeah. Um, so my name is Kim Hutchinson. I'm current uh, vice president of the UK APP and I will be remaining as vice president when we do our board shuffle later this year, which will be done after conference, which is in uh, just under a month, I think like three weeks. It's coming up really it quick. Really is. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that it's a little bit more spaced out from BMXNet. Last but it's not year. so spaced out yeah. that it's like a completely different period of time. Yeah. So you still have to kind of rush to get ready for it. Yeah, last year was, was tough because we went from, we had our conference the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then we all, the, those of us who were going, we all flew from Manchester on the Wednesday out to BMXNet to do the Thursday through Sunday and then home on the Monday. So we were away from home for just over a week. Mm. Two conferences, two different countries. Most of us were speaking at both. Um, I wasn't speaking last year, but I, I have been this year. So it was a lot. It was a lot to deal with uh, for everyone. So um, I personally think having a, a bit of a gap between us definitely was a good move. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what are some of the different things that you're uh, you're doing for organization this year? Or do you feel like it's kind of similar to the plans for last year, but maybe with a few small improvements? Yeah, I think we've kept things. This is our second year, because last year was our first year at uh, Manchester, uh, in Manchester at the Radisson Blue. Mm -hmm. And this year, it's our we're the same venue. We're in the same conference area. But now we've had that experience of knowing how everything goes and where everything fits. It means that we can optimize that. Um, we're looking at the class capacities and things like that and, f and maybe shifting some of the classes around, ones that were you know, maybe a little oversubscribed last year. We're going, right, we'll put that in the bigger room. More people wanted to do that. Um, the vendor area as well, um, myself and Lola Slider, um, we've been in charge of doing the vendors this year and uh, we've slightly rejigged how it all works. Um, the, um, just the organization of it all, the correspondence with the vendors, we've kind of got a bit more structured now. Um, I feel like well, this is our fifth conference and I, I do feel like we're really hitting our stride yeah. with how we're doing this. So. Well, the smart thing about it is you're not trying to just pretend like you're the first people to invent no, a body art conference. Anything, yeah. Like you've had people, you've had members go to APP in Vegas, yeah. we're here at BMXNet. Yeah. And you're kind of taking the best examples Absolutely. from the other conferences. Absolutely, we can kind of cherry pick the it. things we love about yeah. each conference yeah. and apply that to us, which mm -hmm. is amazing. Um, I think that this this year definitely we uh, started planning a lot sooner, 
which has meant we've been stressed for longer. <laughs> but um, it also means that we have, um, we've had more time if people couldn't make it, if mm -hmm. people have needed, oh, well, I need a couple of weeks to see if I can do that. We can give them those couple of weeks instead of going, well, look, we need to know by tomorrow. But stressing in um, advance means you maybe have to stress a little bit less at the event. Definitely. I would say so. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the vendors that are going to be there this year? Any any new, new vendors? Uh, yeah, we've got Trust, who are here at BMXNet um, this weekend. Um, we've got Neometal with us for the first time. Neometal, that's that, awesome. Yeah, they've really got a lot of people excited. Yeah. Um, and uh, John's kindly said that we can put in pre-orders to collect at the conference. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so I think he's going to have like a huge sack of boxes mm -hmm. with everybody's stuff in, um, which is incredible. Um, we've got old favourites, obviously, were sponsored by um, Industrial Strength UK once more, which we thank them for. Um, we've got uh, 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 Maya, uh, we've got um, Metal UK, we've got Aorus, we've got Saar, uh, Daniela Tarsnail, who's the um, London-based goldsmith. Uh, obviously, trust as I mentioned, um, Neil Med again. Um, honestly, I, I I wish I could reel them all off. I'm trying to go through them in my head. Um, but yeah, we've got um, I believe twelve vendors this year, um, and I think like four or five of them are new for the first time. That's great. Yeah. That's great because you you you're always going to have the attendees that are coming for the educational experience, but yeah. then you'll have maybe counter staff or shop owners or something where they, they don't really want to sit in a class all day, but they still yep. want to get something from the conference. Yeah. And a good, a, like a really strong vending area is a great way to it's pull great. those people in. Yeah, yeah. we're actually um, opening up a lot more classes um, that are not necessarily technique classes, but things like um, like um, color selection and sales, um, you know, building, uh, Nikki and uh, David Osborne are doing um, building your UKPP standard studio so that studio owners can come in and sit in on those um, and, and listen to ways they can improve their space and mm. um, we've actually got a lot of um, sort of behind I, I call them behind the scenes classes ones that aren't directly something that maybe clients will see but they're really important things that as pierces and, and as studio owners we need right. to know about well I'm going to be doing that class with Alex yeah. uh, and my concept is to call it make the most with what you've got basically yeah. and just kind of saying if you have a limited budget, which to be honest, most shops do, mine included, I don't have millions of dollars to buy everything I want on day one. It would be I, nice though. It, it would be so nice, <laughs> but I've had to make the tough decisions of, okay, if I have $1,000 to invest in my studio, is it more important to buy new jewelry? Is it more important to give my staff raises? Is it more important to maybe get a, a new autoclave or, or whatever, you know? And, uh, I think some people get stressed out because they see those shops that are really busy and they're making lots of money and they have all the things that it took them 10 years to get yeah. and they think I need that on day one to be one of those shops. You have to grow organically. Absolutely. You can't, I mean, yeah, sure, you could go to a bank and go, oh, hey, give me like, you know, 10,000 pound loan so I can mm -hmm. do all of this. But if you, it's something I think you need to build on. You need to work to one standard, work, you know, obviously as safely as you can. And if that means only having titanium basics, as long as those are safe titanium basics, go with it. Mm -hmm. And then sort of dip your toe in the water. Try with a couple of fancy gem ends. Try with a couple of gold pieces. Mm -hmm. See what sells for you. And instead of just, like you said, just going all out and just spending all this money all in one go, doing it organically, doing it as your shop grows and as your clientele grows, it will pay off more yeah. over that time. Yeah. yeah, and it's smarter to reinvest, to say Absolutely. like, if you're putting in a little bit and you're dispersing it and you're actually seeing results, you're seeing dividends, that's gonna help your shop grow. Yeah. Way more than just getting a random 
$10,000 from body vision and then maybe not being able to sell it. Yeah. yeah. I think seeing what your clients like as well. I mean, we've all had that where somebody comes in with their phone and goes, oh, I saw this on Instagram. Can you get it in for me? And it's something from a, a, a you know, a, a gold seller or somebody that you've maybe not dealt with before. And you go, oh, well, I, I don't have an account with them, but let me see what I can do. And then you know that if you spend a, a couple of hundred pounds, dollars, whatever, on some gold and one of those pieces is this for this client that is one piece you know you're going to sell yeah. you're going to get a photo of it it's going to go up on social media everyone's going to see it and then they'll go oh my god this is beautiful can't do you have any more right. well actually yes i do i've got this and i've got this and i've got this um and that way i think playing it safe the first time you order in some um you know some some high-end jewelry some some branded jewelry play it safe with what you know will sell but for I always I always encourage customers to come in and order something custom made. Well, obviously everything's custom made, but to customize the gem colors and the the gem patterns and things like that, um, because I know that 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 is going to go up on social media. Everyone's going to love it. Mm. How how is the local industry responding to the UK APP as far as? Membership and engagement. Do you do you find that it's a little bit easier to get piercers to think? I want to be part of this. I want to be a member of this. I want to come to their event. Or are you still having people that are a bit standoffish? I hope we are getting getting out to people that are, you know, and, and of course we always encourage people to, you know, reach out to the membership and, um, you know, just apply. That That's the one thing that we've got to focus on. Just saying people are messaging going, oh, well, you know, will they, they'll send me a photo and say, well, will this be okay? And I'll say, well, you know, it, it's hard to tell from just a photo. Why don't you do, do your application, get your mm. video done? And then we can go from there. Um, I think people are a little a little nervous about it because they feel that um, we're just going to watch their video and go, no, you can't be a member, sorry. Um, and it's not the case. We are we do keep explaining to people, you know, just keep applying. Mm -hmm. If you apply, we will guide you through the yeah. rest of it. Well, that's exactly what the APP yeah. does. I, I, so many piercers that I meet at, at conference or wherever, they get intimidated. And I always say, well, why aren't you a member? And they always say, well this isn't perfect and this isn't perfect and I, I need to wait to until it's perfect, perfect to shoot no. my video and apply and it's like you got to understand that in, in my opinion perfect is not attainable because if you set goals and you think this is perfect for me by the time you get to those goals there'll be a higher there'll be a higher cost. tier sure so I always try to tell people it's the same thing if that's your goal if you want to be a UK APP member if you want to be an APP member start the application process and those organizations they want everyone to be a member they want to help you achieve that so if you don't feel like you can get there right away realize that those organizations are there to help you get there I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize people think that we're having like an exclusive club and we're not you know we are if if we don't have members we can't be an organization right. we want you to be a member mm -hmm. so why on earth would you send us a membership and we'd go no and effectively slam it sure. on your face when we want you to be a member we want you there yeah um everybody's got parts of their studio that they go oh you know really that wall really needs repainting we've all got a crap cupboard where you open it and it's just all the old display stands and some baggies and you know so that's in there Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. uh, when I actually, I don't know if I, I've told you this, but when I did my um, APP walkthrough video, um, I filmed into the toilet and someone had left a poo in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know oh. what to do. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to start filming again because I don't want all of the APP uh, membership to committee poo. to see a poo. Mm. So I reshot from there. Fortunately, I was only a couple of minutes in. Wow. But, um, yeah, so if I can almost send a video of a poo sure. 
then you guys can send a photo of a you right. know a cracked floor tile right. or you know a a, a a door frame that's got a little bit of a, a scuff on it or a chip taken out of it or you know a worktop that you you know you know you're going to get redone but sure. you haven't had chance to yeah. do it yet as long as it meets the standard yeah don't be self-conscious yeah. if you if you know that you meet or exceed minimum standards that's all these organizations are interested Absolutely. in Absolutely, which i think most most pieces don't realize that they already do mm-hmm. meet and exceed the, the amount of pieces i talk to and they say oh i'm yeah i'm going to apply you know when i'm ready what have you got to do? I've been to your studio. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It yeah. meets the standards. Sure. But they will. They'll say, oh, well, you know, we were talking about maybe doing a renovation next mm-hmm. year. And I mean, we'll apply now and then just reshoot your video yeah. and resubmit it next yeah, year. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not making the video to impress belt. someone. No. You're just to show them and that you're go, meeting or exceeding absolutely. standards. Absolutely. It doesn't get shown to anyone else. And mm-hmm. I think that's another thing. People think it's going to be like passed around or something. Like, no, it only, only gets seen by the people who are processing your membership. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll often get, you know, a couple of different pairs of eyes on it, but it's not put up for all the other members and it's not like where all the members decide or oh, does this person yeah. pass you it's know, not going to be like, like the body like modification learning forum oh God, no. <laughs> where a bunch of jerks are going to pick it pick something apart not at all. even for me when i first became a member i was in my previous studio and i shot a video that i thought was good but it was one of those ones again i was very nervous i was very apprehensive i planned the walk through everything i shot it when no one else was in the studio all these different things and at the time I was like, this video is as good as it can get. It's fantastic. And now I go back and look at it, you know, years later, and it's it's so embarrassing, even to me now, like retroactively, you know, and yeah. it's got thousands of views on YouTube because I put I made it public on YouTube. And so many people have come up to me and said, I love your walkthrough video. You know, I got so many neat ideas from it. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I think it's shit. I think yeah. it's terrible, you know. And Let me send you the new one. Right. Let me send you it will always be yeah. like that, though. I think yeah. people that are in that category of you care enough to join the UK APP, Absolutely. the APP, you have this kind of like uh, thirst for always getting a little bit better. 100%. So, yeah, if you if you wait until it's perfect, it will never happen because there is no perfect. Yeah. So, so I think that's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. better to apply realize that you're part of the organization and then move forward from there because as long as you're like you said as long as you're at or exceeding those minimum standards anything past that is awesome sure but it doesn't mean that you can't be a member Mm -hmm. by being at the bottom right you know you're always going to get there right and that's something that we're hoping to do at conference me and myself and nikki nikki and um uh, david are doing the building your ukpp studio Myself and Nikki are doing a roundtable on membership. So anyone who has any questions about membership, anybody who is thinking of becoming a member, mm-hmm. but you know, just oh, maybe I should do it now. Maybe I should, they can come and ask. We do always get a big surge of um, membership applications right after conference, which is amazing, and we always like to try and get them processed um, in time for Christmas, so that when we do our January renewal, mm-hmm. everybody's goes out at the same time. Um, so that way, we get a load of new members into the new year, which would be brilliant. So an idea like that was that something that you came to organic or did you take any inspiration from other organizations um, to have the renewal all kind of at the, the same time yeah um, because we're still a new organization it makes sense to do it that way and yeah. have everybody done all at once rather than having like two people here then another person next month so we're doing it as a um, as a yearly thing I think as we grow I think we will probably do like maybe each quarter um, whichever quarter you apply in 
then we'll split people into four different renewals That's throughout really the year. That's really smart too. So yeah, we haven't really decided how which way to go with it yet, um, and we'll probably ask APP as we always do for assistance with that. Well, the reason I ask is because we we had that issue exactly that, um, and we didn't really have the same kind of like logical idea. It basically what it was is we had lots of members who had applied 15, 20 years ago or mm -hmm. something like that, and we wanted to make sure that they were all still following current APP minimum standards. So we basically set everyone to expire and renew at the same time. But that means yeah. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. all expired and had to, had to renew by January 1st. Mm -hmm. But you know how it gets with people where they drag their feet and they drag their feet. So everybody submitted it at you know late December. Yeah. And it was this tidal wave crash. Yeah. Uh, but it does make sense to to have it more consistent. So it's like your membership isn't from October to December thirty first. Europe isn't from April to December. You know, it makes sense yeah. to have it all kind of coincide. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have any classes at conference that are are member only, or are they all accessible to every attendee? They are accessible to every attendee. The only difference is we have a members meeting. It's not a class. It's not specifically a, a learning thing. It's more a meeting. We're going to let people know how um, the organisation have, pro have progressed. Um, introduce any new members. We have had a few new members this year. Um, and to remind people of um, any changes to our requirements, which will come into force obviously in January. Um, as far as I'm aware, the, the requirements for next year, all our current members are all of our current members already meet, so there won't be any changes necessary. Because um, yeah. you do the phased in. We are almost at the end of our five-year plan um, mm. that Nikki um, put together. Which but five years already? Well, we are, we've had five conferences. Um, wow. we had, it was our second conference when we started taking members. So um, remember our first conference in that little basement oh, yeah. in Birmingham? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, we went from a basement in Birmingham one year to the Radisson in Birmingham for two years. And then obviously this being our second year in Manchester. Um, so because we've been taking members uh, membership will be four years this conference um, we had a, a five-year plan of of changes to those requirements this January um, well well next January so not January 2020 January 2021 will be our final change in those requirements which will bring us in line with APP standards so come you know this time next year we will be saying to people if you are meeting the proposed changes to mem well the, the 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 rise in standards to January, you will also meet APP standards. So you guys are going to get a load of new UK uh, members. That's awesome. Which but is great. On the flip side, I, I know that there are some, there have been some piercers out there in the UK that have said, okay, these standards that you're asking us to do, they're not they're not enough. So we don't want to be. UK members, we want to be APP members, and that always seems so counterintuitive to me, because it's like you 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 want to support the organization for your area, but now there's no excuse yeah, for those piercers to the not get involved. That we, the reason that we decided to do our membership requirements changing over the course of five years was we were concerned that if we had the standards set to APP standards, that a lot of potential members may feel. Oh well, you know, I'm scared to apply because it's it's the same as the APP, and I don't. So we thought if we brought it in over a, a relatively short period of time, over five years, um, it would be a case of almost like a lift. Like you get on at the ground floor, and then you rise up with the lift. You don't have to, you know, like hike your way all the way up a few flights of stairs to get yeah. on. You're on the bottom floor, and then um, 
as the, the membership criteria changes and as the standards rise, then our members can adapt to rise with them and then we can help people through any problems so um, if there was something that they felt they, you know they struggled with space wise then they've got that time they can get in touch with us um, obviously they would need to resubmit their video to show the proposed changes have been implemented but we can help them with that sure it's not a case of this needs to be done by January don't do it out it's a case of this needs to be done by January if you don't currently already have this do that whatever why don't you get in touch and we'll we'll help try and find a way through for you mm -hmm. it's it's not a it's not people aren't just left on their own for this this is yeah. something as we've just said you we want members right so we're going to help you through it yeah i i don't i don't I don't understand why piercers would think that there would be an organization anywhere in the world no, that wouldn't want them members. to be a member yeah, yeah because that's more how members, that's more how voices. you succeed and that's how Absolutely. you thrive and you know these organizations they're not set up for profit and glory they're no. They're non-profit organizations, and really it's just to spread a message of you yeah. know, health and safety. Absolutely. Um, myself and um, Sean Powell, who's our current secretary, uh, we were in London just last week at a special practices meeting. Um, Public Health Wales are doing a lot of amazing work at uh, raising the standards. Um, and Sarah Jones, um, who, who was with Public Health Wales, she uh, came to one of our conferences. Um, she did a, a talk last year, um, and she asked us to go, asked us to, have, well, to send representatives, myself and Sean, um, to a special practices meeting where she is trying to get, um, you know, the English, you know, uh, special practices licensing to adopt a much tougher stance, um, you know, and, and hopefully by us, we, we were there, we had a short presentation, um, there was the RSPH as well, the um, Royal Society for the Protection of Health, um, and they did a, a presentation too, outlining the need for um, stronger, more stringent um, rules with the licensing and more stringent re um, requirements. Mm -hmm. So they outlined the need for it, and myself and Sean outlined that Pierce's want this. It, this isn't going to be... Uh, you know, a pain in the ass for anybody. Sure. This is, uh, no piercers are going to go, no, we want the standards to remain small. You know, we've got a growing organisation of people who are aiming for the utmost, a higher standard possible. Mm -hmm. So these people are all keen to see the, the minimum that a council will require to be raised. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what, what, what does the UK APP do for things like outreach? Those piercers who might not have ever heard of the UK APP before and don't know that there is... A conference or an organization available to, to help with those things I mean we are we are present on social media um, and we do obviously uh, the the conference we try and um, advertise as much as we can we encourage any pieces attending to tell their friends about it word of mouth and all of that mm. um, and we are just trying to to just be be present more than anything we're, we're trying to make it as uh, we don't want to be too informal, but we also don't want to be this scary big organization yeah. simply because we aren't. Um, we are trying to um, you know, be present online, um, things like Instagram. Um, we've recently managed to sort out our Twitter account um, and um, on Facebook, but also encouraging uh, other pieces who attend to tell their friends. Mm. Um, and as far as public outreach goes as well, to, to members of the public, not necessarily to pieces, um, you know, we've got the find a member map on the website so people can find us when they see the certificates up in somebody's studio. They'll think, oh, what's that? What's that all about? And hopefully that will steer them uh, mm. towards us. And then they will realize that there, there is an organization out there, um, a growing organization that is looking out for the public. As you said, it's a health and safety thing. It's, it's not a, 
you know, who, who's got the most jewellery in their right. cabinets, who sells the most gold. Yeah. It's about health and safety. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can definitely see the results though because uh, I, I've been fortunate enough to be at every one of your conferences you have, so far. Yes. And I've really seen it grow and grow and grow and, and not just the attendees, which is impressive to see that many people yeah. be drawn into it, but also the organization of it. Uh, for the actual organization of the conference itself, yeah. but the actual organization, yeah. organization, new members, board members, all the different yeah. volunteer work that you've been doing. It's really, it's really nice to see. It's great that we're expanding the way we are. Um, it is just a natural progression of growth. We don't want to have, um, you know, we don't want to go like get too big mm -hmm. for this too quickly because yeah. it, it will mean a much harder workload and there's only six of us mm -hmm. and we're all giving up our spare time for this. Um, conferences don't just fall out of your ass three days beforehand. We have been working on next month's conference since Christmas. Um, as I know APP does, you guys are like a couple of years in advance, you know, with, yeah. with when you're booked up for and things. Um, this isn't something that just happens. Mm -hmm. And it all comes from the six of us giving up our free time, you know, often now we're not free time as well when we're trying to be at work, but we're going, oh no, I need to send those emails. Oh my God, I need to get in touch with these vendors um, to make all of this happen. And it's, um, I'm so proud of what we've got. I'm really proud. Uh, we are, when I last checked the ticket sales for this conference coming, we had sold 121. I believe 150 is our capacity. I think we get at 140. We have to kind of like take it off the website. Um, and then we have like 10 ticket sales in case anyone needs anything last minute. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we we are very close to capacity this year as well. I think last year we were, we did sell out, but there was a couple of people who didn't attend. So um, we just, you know, we were slightly under capacity, but I would love to see us at capacity this year. That would be absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, where do you see yourself going to, to get those increases? Are you gonna try to stick with it being more organic? Are you going to make a push to maybe bring in new instructors or maybe offer things like uh, member exclusive classes or something? I would like to see member ex exclusive classes in the future. Um, and we have got a lot of new speakers this year. Um, we are trying to keep it as fresh as we can, but at the same time, we we don't want to have a class run one year, somebody miss it because there was another class on and then, oh, why didn't I see that class? And so we are we are trying to keep a good mix of, of old and new in, in the way of speakers and uh, classes. We've got Kale um, coming over mm. to speak. I'm so excited for Kale's classes. I went to yeah. her ear complexity class this morning. It was yep. amazing. Everybody said that. It was yeah. so good. It yeah. was so good. And she's such a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. She's so kind. She's so like generous with her time you know she every question she's like right no let's answer all these questions she's amazing she's an absolutely incredible instructor yeah and i'm very very proud to say she's coming to to, to ukpp to come with us um so we've got her that's new um we've got a couple of new um uk speakers um ollie todd is giving his color um, thing which is on tomorrow morning i believe i'm really and excited to see him teach are you going to be up at nine o'clock it's 9 a.m Right. Probably not. Yeah. With, okay, I'm excited to see him speak at UK. Not at nine o'clock tomorrow sleep. morning. No. I'm going to be there at nine o'clock tomorrow morning to see him and cheer him on because he's a lovely guy and again an absolute sweetheart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we try and get new speakers. Um, the new vendors, as I said, we've got like like four or five vendors that are that are new to us. Obviously, mm -hmm. Neo Metal Trust, um, Saar. Um, and we've got a, we've got oh we've got tattoo accountants coming back as well. Um, so not necessarily a lot of the traders that we have. It's not necessarily a, 
um, supplies and jewelry related, but um, something industry specific, sure. which is really exciting. Well, that's really important for the success and growth of a shop too, is you Definitely. have to understand how to manage the books, manage the yeah. office, all those things. Yeah, and I think that's something we are trying to include in the conferences, in the classes. Like I said, the behind the scenes things, having things like that, and then having a, um, somebody there to trade. Um, we are having the raffle again this year as well, which is some absolutely incredible prizes. Um, and tattoo accountants did say that one of their prize, their raffle prize was going to be a huge hamper full of sweets and board games and toys because I told them that we were all big kids at heart yeah. and we would love that. So they've yeah. actually put a, a lovely little hamper together for us. So that's going to be really exciting as well. I'll have to make sure about my raffle Definitely, tickets. yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are, um, we're trying to we're trying to get that delicate balance of keeping the conference fresh but also not try and rewrite history we don't want to change it too much because it's going so well yeah. but um we are always open to feedback so um anyone who has any feedback about previous conferences um or or this conference when it's been and gone um do get in touch because we want to change this and uh, we had a lot of requests for um a, a tongue piercing class and we've got luna to come out and do she actually did her tongue piercing class uh, here at BMX last year. Mm -hmm. I took it, I found it very informative and really well presented and I can't wait for her to come and do that with a lot of the UK guys because we've had a lot of requests for that and I think we wanted to put this in because it's like we are listening. If you ask us for something we will try our best to get it. If enough people want something we will do our best. Yeah, that's great to, to listen to because I know that there have been previous organizations try to take hold in the UK yeah. and they really just haven't been able to keep their momentum going and after a while they just they fizzle away you know I really hope that that's not in the future for UKPP I, I genuinely don't think it is I don't, um, I don't see it because I mean I hope not I, just just having you say out loud it's been five years already it's like has it really been yeah. that long and it, it doesn't seem like a chore it doesn't seem like no, it's struggling it seems like it's thriving and yeah. it's growing it feels like I say it's been five years. It feels like five seconds and five decades all at really, once. Yeah, yeah um, it's. I can't remember when we didn't have UKPP, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, yeah, when I think, oh my god, our organisation is a toddler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're on. Our, we're, this is like I said. This is our fifth conference, um, and if if we can continue with the the pace that we're going, slow and steady wins the race, as they say. But um, I would like us to do a bit more in the in the way of promoting to get more members, mm -hmm. um, and I would hope that this conference is going to be the one that does that. You know, yeah. we run. Um, I think uh, I would have to double check. I think we're on like twenty three members across the UK at mm -hmm. the moment, which is fantastic. Um, and we are. In, we've got well. We've got people in Scotland. We've got people in Wales. We've got people from the north to the south of England. Um, Ian, obviously, all the way along in um, in Devon. Um, so we are nationwide we have got people we're not just a small cluster of pieces in you know in, in the midlands or in the north we mm -hmm. are a wide a, a broad spectrum of people across the across the country and i would like to see my my aim is i deal with a lot of the memberships and i would love to have at least one member in each county that is like yeah. my super aim and when we get to that i'd be very proud hmm. yeah well uh you know it's smart to not try to reinvent the wheel and to Definitely. just kind of let it happen because if you try to push and you try to like say, you have to do this, you have to do this, that's when people start to say, well, maybe, maybe you're not the organization for me. Yeah, no. But just offering the information yeah. and, and making it something that people want to come to. Definitely. Because they, they see the people that are coming back from previous conferences yeah. with all this information and they see the pictures of the 
classes and the raffles and like the smiling faces and yeah. something cool that they want to be involved we're in. even seeing that at bmx this year we're mm. seeing uk pierces and they're commenting on our photos on facebook and instagram going, oh my god i'm coming next year i'm not missing it again um and uh mick stocko who's in uh, liverpool he was here last year and he's absolutely gutted he can't be here mm -hmm. this year um I was coming down the stairs um, in, the, in the stairwell near the elevator and there's one of his stickers on the window right next to mine and I was like, oh, I miss you, dude. Yeah, so I saw said, one in the hallway too. Yeah, he yeah. said he's not missing it next year though, so he'll be back. Well, there are American piercers that are really buzzing about it too. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say that lots of American piercers are used to going to other countries for conferences. But and it's a long trip. It is. From, for you guys to get over here, obviously, it for is. us in the UK, it's like an hour, hour and a half sure, on the, on really the quick and easy. we can pop straight over. You guys, it's But a this big year, trip. I've seen a lot of US yeah. piercers saying, I really want to get out to these other conferences because they see it as like an educational mm. destination, you know? So like this year, there are a bunch of American piercers at BMX yeah. and uh, like Baron, is going to be coming over for I'm so UK excited EPP. to see Baron again. Yeah. I met him. We've, we'd spoken via Skype. We've been chatting online for um, a few months. And then we actually met in Vegas um, at APP this year. And I'm so excited to see him again mm. because he's such a lovely guy. And yeah. he cannot do enough to help us out. He's, he's helped out enormously anyway. And he's always, he's like, no, let me help. Let me, if, if there's anything I can do, let me know. Um, and I can't wait to have a chat with him and, mm -hmm. and basically show, show off a little bit and be like, hey, Baron, look what we've done. Look what yeah. we do. Yeah. Um, and and to get his and to get his feedback as well because I know he's been a part of um, APP for a while now mm -hmm. so um, it will be good to get um, another pair of eyes um, obviously APP have been absolutely you know amazing with helping us get off the ground and get us started um, but we really can't get enough of you guys we love hearing what you think we love hearing the feedback and especially when it's positive of course sure well yeah but but even <laughs> even when you get constructive criticism from people that can be so helpful absolutely it's something you need to take on board um, with with anything in life I mean obviously our prime primary concern right now is our organization our conference but um, you know I I would prefer someone to come with me um, and give me a little bit of, of where I can make a change because mm -hmm. as we were saying perfection doesn't exist right so if somebody says oh no everything was fine I don't always believe them I think mm. no there must be something that you you want want to right. see change so yeah. it's great to hear that and as, as I said we take all of that on board we have the uh, post-conference survey that goes out to all attendees um, and I think sometimes people are, oh no just say it was fine it's okay we really want to hear anything that people want to see change if we don't know we can't change it so well I look at my conference experience in Las Vegas for APP and how much that has changed over the years that I've gone. And that's got to be based on critiques and, you know, maybe hearing a little bit of negative feedback every now and then, or maybe not so much negative, but saying this is the room for improvement yeah. that, I, that I see. Uh, and, and how much the organization has grown from that. So it is really important yeah. to, to hear those voices because I think when, when people in an area start to think, like, they're not going to listen even if I brought up something then that's when you've people don't want to engage. Yeah, that's when you've yeah. lost your market, you yeah. know, but to see the people like growing and more people wanting to go and more people seeing it as a destination, mm -hmm. not just in the UK, but but everywhere. I mean, you have people come from Europe. Yeah. You have people come from all over for the conference. We and do, and I, it's amazing that people come yeah. to, to see us. We absolutely love it. Right, yeah. but they, they come because they know 
that it's something they can get behind and that yeah. it's a, an organization and a conference that that cares about uh, attendees enjoying the experience yeah. I think definitely going moving from because we were the one day in the first instance when we were in um, Birmingham in that little tiny nightclub basement, mm -hmm. which was it was fun, but we want we knew we wanted to go bigger. Right. Um, I think we we were two days, um, the Sunday and the Monday on the first time we were at Birmingham, and then the the second and final time in Birmingham, first time in Manchester. And this time we have three days, and I think a three day event is definitely beneficial because nobody really wants to come over. If it's just for one day or yeah. if it's just for a couple i think three days is great um maybe one day will be a week long like like app is but um for now i think i think having that slightly longer conference it's not just a day or two days having three days it really makes it worthwhile for people and especially when you look at how many classes we've got you know mm. we've got three classrooms over three days um we've got a lot of space to fill yeah. um and at first we thought oh god you know maybe we'll need to take on more classes when we actually got everything fitted in you know it, it all fits really nicely we've got a nice full schedule and i just hope that anyone who attends would would see that and be like wow there is a lot to choose from we hope that we've kept the variation there mm. and i think that's one of the keys is having everyone loves technique classes everyone loves an anatomy specific technique class and we do have those i think you're doing your your, your dos piercing mm -hmm. class yep. yeah um we've got that in there um we've got the tongues class that i mentioned earlier but we've also mixed in things about history um you know paul king's um you know chats i think he's doing the fakir musafar i think so yeah, yeah I, I believe so um and uh, we've got other things in there as well. So not just technique classes, but a bit of everything. Yeah, so it's it good fresh. to have it diverse because sometimes attendees are going to be intimidated by technique classes. Yeah, especially uh, so newer pieces. Sure. Yeah. yeah, they might. They they might. Those those people might sit at the back of the room, not ask questions, and feel like they might be a little bit lost. Uh, so giving them maybe some more accessible information yeah. where it's just you know a casual chat, or maybe something health and safety related, or maybe something about you know managing the studio. Yeah. Having that diversity just means that more and more people are going to be interested in the conference. We are encouraging a lot of roundtables as well, a roundtable style discussion. So it's not one person standing up there and, and teaching per se. Mm -hmm. It's more, um, right, this is what I do, what do you do? And, and getting a discussion going of, of it all. Because that way, so I think a lot of people come to conferences, and I include myself in this, um, learning new information is great and I love learning new things, but sometimes for me to just sit in a classroom and see a piercer that I look up to, a piercer that I respect, stand at the front and go, so this is how I do a tragus piercing, and I go, oh my God, I do the same. It's almost a validation, but mm -hmm. um, it's also like, I must, I, I know I'm, that, that's someone I really look up to and they use the same method as me, this is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a, an affirmation of um, that you're doing the right thing, that you're moving along in the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, and sure, yeah, like I said, new things are all fun, but um, you know, sometimes going over um, the, you know, the fundamentals of what we do and just reminding ourselves that this is where it all starts. These, this is the nitty gritty, the important things that we're being safe uh, is so important as well. Mm, mm, yeah. Uh, have you heard about Thunderdome yet? I am so excited for Thunderdome. <laughs> I cannot wait for Thunderdome. Um, I think you've maybe, I don't know, maybe you've bitten off more than you can show asking a lot of piercers to take something like that seriously. But I, I did a trial <laughs> run of it before yeah. at, at Camp Did it BPP. go well? I think it mo went mostly well. I, I definitely see room for improvement in it. Yeah. So I think this iteration will be a, a little bit better. But I, I'm really looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, I think it is a, and because it's anonymous, 
that is so cool because yeah. there are I think there will be some questions in there that really do go back to the basics mm -hmm. that people will maybe too scared to ask um, in in a group on Facebook and yeah. um, forum or or stand up in a class and, and, and ask something mm -hmm. that they feel and I, I genuinely mean that, that that they feel other peers might go oh my god I can't believe you don't know that some I of the submissions think, have really reflected that too yeah I think these that these questions are going to come up and everyone's going to go, oh shit, I was going to ask that. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be incredible because there's going to be so much that there isn't that fear of any sort of judgment mm -hmm. or anything like that. Yep. Um, but also, you don't know what you're going to be talking about, so you've yeah. got to be prepared for that. Well, <laughs> I, I am going to have... I, so uh, it's it's through a submission form prior, okay. so it's oh, not so going to be prior. live. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, open see, it up. I was thinking like sort of slips of paper in a box beforehand. I could also do that, but I do want to have yeah. something nice prepared. and prepared. So That's fair what I haven't really told anybody about, and I can this can be the sneak preview, okay. is uh, I have room for eight segments, but I'm only going to plan seven segments. Oh, so at least one of them I can like just do it fire. on the fly. A quick fire, basically, round. yeah. Well, there, there are some subjects where I don't think you need an hour and a half to explain no. what you want to use as a drape. You know, I can do 10 to 15 minutes and be yeah. like, okay, these are some options. This is what I used to do, but this is what I think would be the better version, mm. and then move on to something else. Yeah. Uh, so you can give important information without taking an entire You're going to cover a lot of ground in this. Yeah. You are going to cover a lot of ground, because yeah. got, if you say that you've got room for sort of eight things, that, mm -hmm. that's a lot of, I mean, imagine eight classes. Sure. That, some people might only manage to do eight classes over the space of two days, right. you know? So this is going to be compressed into mm -hmm. that, that, that one class. Yeah. So I'm, I am really looking forward to this. I think it'll be fun. I'm going to prepare, I'm going to prepare a slideshow and then I think maybe the, the day previous I might actually put out a box and then I'll just, I'll draw a piece of yeah, paper out of it. it. I mean, if you and then that, that will be the, the final segment or yeah. something. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. yeah. But I suppose if you get a rip, something you've already covered, you can dip in again and get another Well, one. sure. Yeah. But, but still, I think just to be able to give people the option because yeah. so many people don't raise their hand because they don't want to be made fun of yeah. for their question. Yeah. And that's and that all. So I, I, I never, back. yeah, I never want anyone to feel like that. Right. Because... I think it's it's a huge cliche, but somebody else will have wanted to ask that question. Mm -hmm. There'll be a, there'll be other the five ten pieces in that room right. who will be wanting to ask that question. And if you can be the one that asks, you're like a hero. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I do hope that I, I know that that is a, de a definitely something people will worry about. But I would hope that anybody at, at conference wouldn't feel frightened to ask a question or, or mm. afraid of any any judgment from anything they do ask, um, because that's not what we're about. Right. You know. If so, everybody, even someone who already knows the answer to that question, will have had to ask that question at some point mm -hmm. in their career. Mm -hmm. And I think it's much braver to come out and ask it in front of a group um, than to have, you know, a, a quiet word with your mentor about it. Asking it in front of the group is going to benefit, as I said, maybe five other piercers right. instead of just you asking one person one Even on if one. you feel, even if you're one of those piercers that's like, well, I don't need to ask that question because I already know it, you might just get a different perspective on the information and be Absolutely. like, that just completely made it click for me or completely changed my yeah. mind. And yeah. like we've said so many times, there's not one correct way and that's it. Right. Asking... And again, as a round table sort of style thing going, well, I've always done it this way. Do you think that that's a good way? Do you mm -hmm. think that could be improved on? Then, yeah, that way it's, it, they're getting two perspectives. They're getting your perspective as the speaker and the person who asked the question has gone through what they do. Yeah. So they're getting two perspectives to work off. Mm -hmm. And then obviously to, to put their own somewhere in between them. Yeah. 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 I think it should be fun. Um, so what else are you looking forward to? Like, are there any social events or is there a theme for this year? We do have a theme. Our, um, our, bar, theme for, our bar theme for the night of the, the Monday evening is sci-fi. 
which I know you are a bit of a sci-fi fan. Oh, yeah. So I'm very looking forward to your costume. Mm -hmm. um, and we have, incredibly, um, Ian has uh, arranged a Crystal Maze night at the mm. Crystal Maze Experience in Manchester. Yeah. Um, I am kind of hoping he will dress as Richard O'Brien with the leopard print coat. Any UK uh, listeners will know of the Crystal Maze. I don't know if it, if it was a thing. I don't think it was a thing in the USA. I think the closest thing you could compare it to for the US would be like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Okay. Things like that. Like Nickelodeon, yeah. Yeah. Double Dare type, yeah. you know, adventure things. But this is going to be with grown-ass adults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm really. I've actually signed up to do that. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I uh, I think there is about. I think I know there's over thirty. I think thirty was the threshold for we had to have more than thirty people interested. Um, they have so kindly agreed. They don't normally open on a Sunday evening, and they agreed for us to do that so mm. big big thank you to crystal maze experience manchester for that um so yeah i know there's more than 30 of us doing it so um i think they're going to get a bit of a shock when we all show up it's going to be fun yeah yeah those, those events are always really fun i remember when i went to the axe throwing night one year and yeah that was i didn't go to that one but i saw the pictures and the videos that looked incredible it was really fun yeah. it was also especially fun because you had all these like alpha brain piercers who were thinking like if I can't be amazing at something right away, I don't want to do it at all. And they were so, fr and they, they were like trying so hard to yeah. concentrate on their technique for axe throwing. It was like, yeah. it was exactly what you would expect when a bunch of body piercers try to go to an axe throwing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've done axe throwing before and it's harder than it looks. There is a lot more involved. I do like the social aspect though, because um, for, for conferences, yeah, sure. Learning is, you know, why we're here, but the social aspect's so important. And um, I know everyone's going to be tired at the end of the days, and it is mentally very, very draining. Even though people go, oh, well, you know, I've only just been sat listening all day, but it does, it tires you out a bit. And I think that having the social things to look forward to on the Sunday for the, for the Crystal Maze experience and the Monday evening for the bar night, um, it gets a chance to mix. And these are people you might only see maybe two, maybe three times a year mm -hmm. at these sort of events. So getting a chance to mix with them and, and not necessarily talk shop but if that's what you want to do cool but to just ask and all you know and how's your other half how's the sure. dog how's the kids be people together be people because we forget yeah. we're peer, we, we remember how to be pierces we forget how to be people sometimes and mm -hmm. we are people we're great people yeah well you know you can see something like that just just outside right now at, at bmxnet i think a big draw is the social aspect Definitely. of it and people can just hang out yeah. and make friends and, and not just take classes yeah i like the the informal way that uh, bmx runs with it it is very much uh, you know you could come and not do a, a single class and still have an amazing weekend mm -hmm. um and i've you know i've been been present when there's been conversations going on about from attendees not in a classroom just sitting outside while they're smoking while they're having a drink and discussing techniques mm -hmm. and discussing oh well i do it this way and i do it that way and it, it is it's the the social the social aspect to conference is equally as important as the the structured learning yeah definitely yeah well i you know to bring it back to that again i remember kind of the zenith of the uk app was downstairs at unperfect house yeah and just a conversation with all the british piercers yeah. all the uk piercers that had come over just kind of talking about like, hey, what could we do to make an organization and, and seeing it grow from, from just that social atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we started out, our first, I suppose, official meeting was um, in Newcastle in like, was it like 2015? Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it was, it all started out as a, a very small, very, I know it would have been earlier than that, was it 2013? Oh my God, it's been so long, I can't remember, that's embarrassing. <laughs> well, 2019 now, so you go back five years, 2014, 14. it was probably 
2013, yeah, the, that we the meetups, because I remember yeah. you had the, the UK Piercer meetups yeah, first. Yeah, we had some meetups, um, and I think it was the, it may it actually may have been um, 20, uh, 2014, because we had the meetup in the, the March, and I think our first conference was, because Bethra was there for our first meetup, right. um, and that then we went on to do our first conference in that basement, which was the uh, early September, and then from there we went on have one every year around the same time um but yeah looking at, at how we've come from that from that little cafe in newcastle getting together and obviously to form a bit of an alliance about the fgm issue that was present mm. at the time um to grow from that i think is incredible and for us to be only five years in but still be hosting conferences with international speakers with international attendees um you know with international vendors with people who travel to us because they want to come to UKPP and you yeah. know we, we get some great feedback on it and long may it continue definitely yeah yeah I see great things in the future good I do too so if people want to learn more information I'm going to try to get this episode scheduled uh, right when I get home cool. so it'll be before your conference awesome. what's the deadline if people wanted to sign up um, we are up until the uh, 1st of October I believe for ticket sales but if we sell out obviously that will be sooner so um, if you haven't got a ticket and you want to come you need to get on that now um, we will be it is the 6th, 7th and 8th of October at the Radisson Blue in Manchester full details are on our Facebook page and on our Instagram um, which is our Instagram is at safepacing underscore UK um, so get in touch with us with any queries any questions if you are attending already you've got your ticket but you have a question still feel free to reach out um, and I hope that we will see a lot of you there awesome well I'll see you there for sure All right. Thanks for talking to me, Kim. I appreciate it. And I also appreciate your hard work. Uh, you know, the UK APP, it's a really strong organization. I'm really excited to see where it goes in the, the next couple of years. And I'm really excited to get over there and go to their conference. It's, it's always one of the highlights of my year. Uh, so I should be having a lot of fun while I'm over there. Uh, if you are in the UK or even if you're not in the UK, uh, next week is going to be that episode about Mac, uh, Dr. Evil, and really just how you can get arrested even if you're performing consensual work on adults with no problems or complications. You can still get arrested. You can still go to jail. So right now I really want you to pay attention. You know, if you're doing something outside of the scope of body piercing, if you're using a scalpel for anything and you don't have a license that says you can do that procedure in your area, you're really putting yourself at risk you know really think about it how much how much of that work are you actually doing are you full-time doing mod stuff is that your is that your living are you just doing it for cool points for fun points doing it on your friends or whatever uh, you know if you want to kind of scratch a niche I get it but you know be really cautious if you're gonna put any of that work online keep in mind that you know one Instagram post can land you in jail uh, so really pay attention to these issues yeah and again you know if you're if you're offering this work you better be offering it safe uh, we talked about it earlier on in, in a, a previous episode uh, some ethics and body mod uh, there was a practitioner in Australia who killed somebody with a, a bad body mod procedure so uh, if you're gonna do this work be trained to do this work uh, be safe when you're doing this work but really take a moment and think about do you actually need to do this work you know is it something that's really that important to you and is it important enough to potentially land in jail over it so definitely think about that issue uh, listen to the episode Episode next week, uh, the Dr. Evil case, and uh, I will talk to you after I get back from UKAPP. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook.
For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved. <laughs>